Hey, hey, you guys, what's going on? It is Chelsea Lee Rock, and this is another episode of The Confidence Queen. And today I want to talk a little bit about keto and why I really like keto and how some people don't like it and what what are the benefits. Okay, so I've talked to a lot of people about this and some people love the idea of the ketogenic diet and some people hate it. Some people think it's absolutely ridiculous to, to do that to your body. So I wanted to go a little differently today, do a little spin on why it can work for some people and why it, why it doesn't work for other people and three things to take away on how they relate to both physical and emotional well-being. So I'm just going to go really, really raw here with you guys and tell you because, hey, this is my podcast. This is what I'm doing. And I'm going to put myself out there and tell you a little bit about why I started keto in the first place. So I had gained about throughout the course of the last three years, close to 50 pounds. And it's hard for me sometimes to even talk about that or say it still, because for me, I was always in great shape. I was a fitness model. I took such good care of myself. And also I just, I never had problems or trouble losing weight. I was always in shape. And about three and a half years ago, everything just seemed to pile up all at once. And when I say pile all up, all up at once, what ended up happening was I got really, really sick. And I had found out I had just lost my job. I had just gone through a really bad breakup. And then also on top of that, I was in a car accident. And all while this was happening, I was just super, super stressed. I'm talking about like, I didn't know how to handle myself stress. And instead of working out, I would go home and I would get a pizza and a six pack of beer And I would literally go to my apartment and just shut myself out, shut everyone out around me. I shut everyone out. I shut my emotions out. I shut all the things I like to do, like working out, taking care of myself. And I would just sit and eat. And in this process, which by the way, I have a gluten intolerance anyway, but in this process, I would just eat so much gluten and I gained like 20 to 25 pounds in literally like two months. And it just, it didn't feel like me. But while I was doing all of this, once I gained about 25 to 30 pounds, I was like, wait, 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 I got to do something about this. So I started working out. I started going back to the gym, started running. And I noticed that everything seemed to plateau. I couldn't work out as hard. All of a sudden, it just seemed like all the workouts were so much tougher than they were before. So then I was like, oh no. And then I kept gaining more weight instead of losing. I thought, oh no, something's wrong. So another six months go by, I find out that I have what they call Hashimoto's, which if you're not familiar with Hashimoto's, it is a kind of like hypo um, hypothyroidism or thyroiditis, which thyroiditis is similar to basically your body, you know, your thyroid breaks down gluten in a different way and you have a hard time processing wheat and all kinds of things. You get brain fog, you get really, really tired, lethargic. I mean, there's all these symptoms with it, weight gain. And so as I was going through this process, all I kept thinking about was like, I want to drop weight. I want to drop weight. And I wasn't doing it. So I take out all the gluten. I completely change my diet and I start to get healthy again, but I was really struggling with my weight. So 
to backtrack and tell you now, okay, that's why I started keto. What I want to share with you though, that's so pivotal and important is that I didn't do it because I wanted to lose weight anymore. I did it because I wanted to get healthy again and because I really, really saw that things sometimes in my body wouldn't like, wouldn't want to break down and process like wheat and grain. So I can't even eat those anyway. So I felt this was a really good choice for me, but also I want to share with you. Number one is that as I was going through this, I really learned to love my body heavier than when my, than I, when I was in the best shape of my life. And part of that was because I stopped trying to control every situation, which kind of leads me to my first point with you guys today is that we need to stop controlling every situation. I am such a control freak by nature. I love to be in the in the driver's seat. I love to be the controller. And it's really hard for me to relinquish that control. And the interesting thing about that, though, is that the more I let go, kind of what I was talking about last week, is the more I let go, the more I started to just be. And the more I started to relax into things and start to actually get what I want in life. I had more peace of mind. I had more self-control. I had more control over my eating habits and my habits just in general. And the reason I want to relate this to emotional and physical is because whether or not you're doing keto, it doesn't matter. It's a disciplinary type of action. So you could be vegan, you can be vegetarian, you can be paleo, you could be none of those things. You could just be doing what you do. But whatever you're doing, you're doing it for a reason. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're disciplined in one area, you'll be disciplined in another area. So for me, I wanted to get that back, which brings me to point number two, which is self-love is congruent with discipline. I was so disciplined a few years back when I was a self or when I was a um, fitness model, I was so disciplined. I would just, you know, I don't know, I'd go sugar-free for a month or something and I loved it. And my friends would literally be able to take like a cupcake and or cheesecake or I love cheesecake and put it in front of my face and I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat it because that discipline, that goal was there. And so that goal, because that goal was so, was so strong for me and because that's what I really, really wanted. And I knew that nothing, nothing wavered from my goal. Nothing made me waver from that goal that I desired. So because of that, I made choices that that I was, you know, that I was really proud of myself for. And, you know, anyway, so self-love though is a, is a form of discipline. It's also a form of self-control because when we're disciplined, we actually start to have that goal. We, we see that goal kind of like becoming true, becoming real. It's almost like beginning with the end in mind, what Stephen Covey talks a lot about is that we begin with the end in mind, like, okay, this is my goal. This is what I want to achieve. Let me reverse engineer the process, but we actually do it. You see, it's action-based. Discipline is action-based. So that's part of the self-love element that we need to get back. Just like in a physical sense, we need to do that. We need to do that emotionally. So are you emotionally connecting with yourself today? Are you feeling good in your skin? Do you touch yourself? And when I say touch yourself, I'm not talking about R-rated touch yourself. I'm talking about Do you literally touch your arm, your elbow, your fingers? Like, do you allow yourself to have that connection that will actually help you get back into a self-love 
for lack of a better word, regimen, like to just get back into what you need because it's for you. This is just one of the very important things that will help your emotional well-being that will go into your physical well-being. I've even heard of people losing weight by like just literally like showing themselves love, you know, doing those little things like getting a massage, drinking a glass of wine, all of those things. Those are the physical things that you do. But what's the emotional behind it? The emotional behind it is talking positively, good thoughts. Your inner voice is saying, I'm proud of you. I can do this. Yes, I can. I'm going to be different than I was yesterday. You know, those little things are not just sayings. They're actually real. They need they need us to change our perspective. It's not just a pick-me-up. It's actually changing the way you think. Did you guys know that 70% of your serotonin is in your gut? And did you know that gut health is the most important? That's where all diseases stem from. You guys, all diseases stem from your gut. Well, at least like 90%. So like coronary artery disease, um, arthritis, uh, pancreatic cancer, I mean, everything. Like, And you're probably thinking like, why'd she say arthritis? Everything starts in your gut because you know what it does? It sends a message and a signal to the rest of your body to react a certain way. So if you're eating food that's really yummy and you really love it, but it's also nutritious, it's sending it good gut health. It's sending it to your gut saying, hey, I'm healthy. So when you're in a good mood and you're in a good state, that's why people who are in a really, really just joyous, happy state or they go on vacation and they're like, oh, man, I lost 10 pounds. I don't even know how I lost 10 pounds. I was eating whatever I wanted, but they, but their serotonin and, and dopamine levels were so high that they actually dropped weight. So when you think about that, it makes a lot of sense. Serotonin being 70% in your gut, guess what? That means when you feel good and you're eating good, you're looking good. So I think it's really, really important to realize that and just get that through our minds that that is just one of the ways that physical and emotional connect. And my last tip for you today is you get to heal. You get to heal, you guys. Y'all, I'm telling you, it's such a beautiful thing. I'm going to give you a practice today and I want you to really, really try this because this, I really do this, don't try, really do it because this will really open your mindset and open your eyes to feeling a lot better in your own, just in your own everyday life. And that is stop saying things like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I want you to try an exercise with me. I want you to say, get, I get to go somewhere. Like I get to go to the gym. I get to go to get groceries today. I get to go to the store. And when you say I get it, it, again, back to my first point, like brings the control back. If you're anything like me and you like to be in control, this is perfect for you because you're actually, your brain, your mind is hearing I get to do something, which means you feel you're in control. So saying things like I get to go to the store and buy food I like, that's actually training your mindset and your brain to think of something different, to think of the way that you're talking to yourself differently. So it's the same if you say you get to heal. You get to heal. Or I'll use myself. I get to heal. I get to heal my body, my health, my gut. I mean, everything. You get to heal. And I like get because instead of saying half, half feels like a chore. I have to do something. It feels like it's almost like a burden. But when we change the wording, something so, so simple, it changes the game for us. So... I want you to try that today. Just use that in your everyday language. 
Pick something that you say you have to a lot and change it to get to. I get to go run to the store. I get to go pick up my kids from school. I get to go do the laundry. Whatever it is, I get to go get my car tuned up. Just anything that seems like, you know, an everyday nonchalant, just normal thing, mundane thing, change it up. Changing the wording is so powerful because what you're what you're doing is your mind is hearing new things. And why I'm relating this to keto is because our body, when we do keto, actually chemically changes. You're teaching your body to run on ketones as opposed to running on sugar and carbs. So what's happening is you're actually changing the process. Just like you want to change the process physically, you want to change the process emotionally. Change the process emotionally by realizing you get to heal. If it's not working for you, it's time to change. And that self-love is truly congruent with discipline. It's it's synonymous with it. It's so important for us to understand that. Like When we are true to our word, our self-esteem goes up. When we aren't true to our word, our self-esteem goes down. Why is that so important? Because we always want to win. We always want to be right. The brain always wants to be right. So if you tell yourself you're going to do something and you do it, you feel that's a win. That is a win. You just hit the integrity button like really, really hard. You just crushed it. So keep crushing it by telling yourself you can do something and then doing it. That's the discipline. That's the self-love. That's the connection. And I am so stinking excited, y'all, to tell you more about keto. And part two coming up shortly next week. And listen in because I'm going to give you some really good tips. Whether it's for you or not, it's just great to clean your body, to heal the things inside of you that, you know, need to be kind of purged, need to come out. This is what this is what it's about growing. You know, when we are growing and learning, the, the most amazing thing is that our body has a fantastic memory and our minds have fantastic memories. And thoughts are the language of the mind and emotions are the language of the body. When they connect, that's when we start to see success. That's when we start to see things working for us. So get ready because I'm going to chat even more about this next week. Have an amazing day and I'm out. Talk to you later.